Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How's it going? This is Jamie Medina with the Veterans Voices Podcast. And I'm just giving you guys a shout-out. see what's going on at 10 p.m. on March 3rd, 2019. All right. So this has been a hell of a week for me personally and uh, a hell of a week for a bunch of um, people that I know personally as well. Let me start with saying that... uh, my community, uh, my community, and uh, my family and friends lost a lost a real stand-up guy, um, 17-year veteran of the Hayward Police Department in California, um, a community community advocate, community sheepdog, if you will, uh, the watchdog that keeps keeps his eye on you know all the politicians and everybody else who may uh, you know be be swayed or or fall under the uh, fall under getting. getting uh, corrupted and pulled into, uh, you know, different corrupt things, uh, as it were, uh, he'll call you out, Dave Helm, the owner and uh, founder of Helm's Ale House uh, in Tracy, California. That is the, the staple in town. Uh, he, he passed away last week, and we had his, he had his uh, services today, had his funeral today, and man, it was heavy, really heavy to, uh, really heavy to attend and, and to see a good buddy of mine, damn good friend of mine. Um, so, uh, I'll see you on the other side there, Big Dave. <clears throat> um, so today, uh, that, that kind of brings me into one of my topics. Uh, I want to talk about three things today. I want to talk about, uh, your will, uh, your will and testament and, and get it in writing, get it in writing so that you're not screwed over and you don't screw over those that you leave behind. Um, and, and then, and then check on it, check on it every, you know, I say every year, uh, uh, whenever you get your will set up or, or, or your, your final, your final wants and wishes set up. Um, like say if it was today, March 3rd, and you got it all set up and, and you had it notarized and whatnot. How about March 3rd, 2020? And let's, let's revisit it. Let's readdress it. <coughs> Excuse me. And to make sure that all your, your wishes uh, today uh, still fall in line with all your wishes next year. And I say do it every year. I say uh, you want to revisit it and you want to rehash it and you want to take a look at it every year uh, to see if maybe you get married, maybe you get divorced, maybe you... Uh, maybe you want it all to go to some charity, and then you find out that charity's shady. Winter Warrior Project. Anyway, so maybe there's something that you know that <laughs> maybe there's something that you would like to uh, like to see see done now. But maybe next year, maybe next year you don't want to get you don't you don't want to give them anything. I mean, I say I say this is a living, breathing document. You know, your will is a living, breathing document, and, and you want to constantly be updating it, uh, and you want to constantly uh, be checking it. To make sure that everything still falls in line with what your wishes were uh, to begin with on the day that you, on the day that you drafted it, so so that was one of the topics I want to talk to you today was your will and your testament, and and it behooves I hate that word it behooves every single one of us uh, to do so, because I mean after I finish this podcast I could drive home and you know split my freaking brain uh, uh, at a at a tree or a, or a telephone pole who knows, <laughs> excuse me so. I say, uh, you know, it behooves each and every one of us to do so. If not, uh, just enough to maybe put something down on paper and, you know, leave that pinned to your wall or something, like say if something happens. Because it's not a matter of if, you know, it's a matter of when something happens to you. You know, it's going to happen to us all sometime or another. So the best to be prepared. I mean, it is the best to be prepared. And if not for you, then like I said, uh, again, those that you leave behind. The next lesson, that the next topic I want to talk about today, and lesson really, you know, the will thing was a lesson because uh, my friend uh, and his family are going through it right now, the one who just passed away. Um, another lesson that I personally learned uh, this, this weekend was leave dead horses where they lay. Uh, what does that mean, right? Leave dead horses where they lay. 
Well, today I kind of got, not today, uh, yesterday rather, I got a little hair up my ass to want to go, man, I was thinking about my, our cabin, you know, we had a family cabin up by Pinecrest, my grandpa owned for like 30 plus years, um, all of us went up there, we loved it, we enjoyed it, you know, we had Christmas, Thanksgivings there, um, uh, every like major event that, that would happen in our family, you know, with be with one of my sisters, my, my mother, or husband, or my grandfather, um, We'd go up there and we'd party, uh, <laughs> party, barbecue, have a good time, you know, enjoy it in the summertime. We'd enjoy it in the snow in the wintertime. Um, it was a family staple, uh, the cabin up there at, uh, in Pinecrest. And <clears throat> yesterday, I just, man, I was thinking, man, I wonder, you know, I knew my, I knew my mother had sold it um, when my grandparents had passed away. Um, she had sold it and, and, you know, all of us were like, what the hell? What'd you do that for? Well, yesterday I was like, man, you know what? I wonder what the cabin looks like right now, you know, and it's been like five, maybe six years since I've been up there. <clears throat> so I drove up there. Uh, I drove it was about an hour and a half from my, my home here in Tracy. And I ended up going up there, you know, going up the 108 and through Oakdale and Sonora. All the way to a Twain Heart, you know, and up to Pinecrest. And, you know, the, the those familiar streets and the snow. Oh my God, there's snow everywhere. I'm not now, you know, I'm from Barrie. I'm not really good at driving the snow. But I managed to, you know, navigate my way, <laughs> navigate my way through there. And, uh, you know, made my left on leisure drive and followed it up. And um, then I found the little court where the cabin's at. And there's quite a few cabins up there. Um, and I saw it. And my goodness, it looks so good. I, I, I pulled the U-turn, jumped out of my car, and it busted out my camera. And I took a picture of it. And it was snow, you know, up to your thighs. And, you know, I, I, and I was like, huh, it looks like they painted it. You know, maybe it looks like a new front door on there. Uh, a couple of things. I started, you know, kind of reminiscing about a few things, feeling nostalgic. So I slugged through the snow and... Go to the front door and I pull out one of my business cards and I left a note. I said, "Hey, I'm trespassing on your, uh, I'm trespassing on your, uh, on your property, just to ask if there's any way that maybe you possibly might rent this out on weekends or, you know, whatever it may be." Uh, I let them know, "Hey, my grandfather owned it for 30 plus years. Um, if the opportunity ever arose, um, I would love to rent it on a weekend." So I, sl- I shoved my um, card through the front door. And then I kind of, then I walked around the side. We had a big deck, you know, so I walked out the side and, you know, and I, I saw some cameras up in the, up in the, up in the ceilings and the walls. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on a camera, whatever. So I waved at him. Hey, what's up? Do a little hang loose. Walked around to the back and, oh my God, everything looked different. I mean, all different, uh, like the back area where all the trees and everything, the, the brush was, was all cleaned out. It looked very clean, very clean. So, so I commend the individual who, who had bought it, you know, looked in, the, looked in there. I'm like, oh, still has my furniture in there. Weird. Took a picture. Did a little, you know, a little video for my sister because I knew she'd probably appreciate that as well. And I started walking out and I started slugging back up the hill where my car was parked and here's all these people. And I was like, they were taking pictures of me. One guy had a shotgun. I was like, come on. So I started slugging up there and started laughing to myself. I'm like, oh God, like if you guys really want to have a shootout, you know, not like I didn't have a gun on my side hip anyway that they didn't see. Just kidding. So I made it up to my car. I was like, yes, can I help you? And they're like, who are you? What are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Like everybody's like screaming at me. I'm like, well, okay, time out. Calm down. So I came up here to leave a card to see if I could possibly rent this. They don't rent it. You know, I'm on the phone with the owner. And I'm like, again, hold on. Uh, so this is who I am. My grandfather owned this property, yada, yada. I got a whole explanation. And the people that I, I, I recognize are, are, I remember from a little kid growing up to now, I was like, hey, guys, do you remember me? It's Jamie. I'm like, my grandparents own this house. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so great. So tell these freaking, you know, 
tell Dog and the bounty hunter and, and his wife over here to put the guns down <laughs> and relax, you know. So they start taking pictures of my license plate, start taking, you know, just total, oh, God, it was, like, reminiscent of, of actually going to visit my parents. Anyway, long story long, right? So I was like, hey, check it out, guys. Okay, yeah, sure, here, here's a... Let's take a step further. So I open up my, my wallet, and I'm like, here's my military ID card, retired. Here's my driver's license. Take pictures of these. Oh, and by the way, let me pull out a, a pamphlet to the, the National Veterans Organization that, I help, you know, that I'm a founder of. And here's my business card, and here's a flyer, and this is who I am. Um, it, it, and one of the person's wives were like, uh, well, the owner has you on video. I was like, yeah, well, and this is me, by the way. Again, my... <laughs> My retired military ID and my my ID my uh, California ID. This is who I am. Go ahead and Google my name. You'll find out all you need to know about me. And uh, you know it's all good. Whatever. It seemed to drop. You know, drop it. So I get in my car and I'm like, well, that was quite the welcome. You know, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have come up here. Maybe I should have just left it. Right. Leave the dead horses where they lay. You know, that was kind of a lesson. So on my way down the hill, you know, I'm passing through Sonora. I'm coming up to Oakdale. I get a call. And I didn't recognize the number, but whatever, I answered it. Hello, this is Jamie. Who the hell do you think you are walking on my property? Who the FF, you know, this, that, the other? And I was like, dude, relax. I said, hey, like I said, I left a note for you. You know, he goes, I found out who you are. I'm like, well, you must work for the FBI, buddy, because I give my ID cards and my uh, pamphlet to the people that were taking pictures of things. I had not taken a picture of so no doubt you got them. And, dude, this guy was just so offended and so, 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 like, powerless over the fact that I saw the house and I saw the cameras and I saw this and I saw and I and and I know I'm not the owner of it, yet I still walked around the property and you know and checked it out. I, I you know I, I didn't. It wasn't like I was trying to steal anything. By the way, all the furniture in the house are, is my furniture. Neither here nor there. Uh, so the guy starts cussing me out, blah, blah, blah. And I started over-talking. And I was like, hey, buddy. I said, by the way, do you rent this on weekends? I wouldn't fucking rent. I was like, okay, so you don't. All right. And then he just he just didn't understand. And he's like, well, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are walking on my property? I said, well, okay, you're not getting the nostalgic thing. So um, I'll tell you who I am. Uh, I'm Jamie Medina. I, I'm a six-time combat vet. I'm a um, retired military, uh, uh, retired uh, operator. Um, I started breaking it down and, you know, Dude, this guy was throwing the biggest fit. You know, he goes, you know, you're not supposed to be trespassing. I said, well, I did. And I admitted it and left the card saying I admitted it with all my contact information. Like, what's, what are you not understanding here? And he's just going off. He's like, well, I'm going to call the sheriff and I'm going to call the DA and I'm going to call the this, that, and the other. And I said, well, buddy, let me tell you, don't, please don't waste your time because nothing's going to happen to me. Uh, it's just not. Oh, really? You know, nothing's going to happen to you. No, it's, it's not. Uh, I'll probably get a call. From, from whomever you call, we'll both be wasting their time. You're going to end up waste a, wasting a bunch more time and resources and, uh, you know, city resources uh, trying to get this guy to write a report on a total nothing burger. So he was so determined to um, to teach me a lesson, uh, cussing, ranting, raving on the phone. And I said, I said, you know what? I don't know what your name is, uh, but I'll find out. <laughs> trust, uh, trust me on that. But I, I, I said very calmly to him, you must be a very weak man. He goes, excuse me? I said, you must be a very weak man. And then they tried to talk, but I talked over him again. I said, well, let me tell you something there, weak man. Be be glad that you bought a cabin where men of such honor, like my grandfather, you know, my father, uh, my stepfather, uh, who, who all walked around this property, such men of honor once once resided here. You know, you should be happy of that. You should be happy for that. And by the way, you're welcome. And then he hung up on me. Obviously, he was pissed. Well, the police... <laughs> The police officer called me. 
He's like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, hey, what's up, bro? You know, hey, first of all, I said, number one, let me just apologize for the bullshit paperwork you have to do on this, the bullshit report. Dude, I was like, I got all nostalgic. My grandma, I get the whole story, you know, and he was like, man, what are you doing? Why? I was like, well, that's just what I did. Uh, I can't take it back. I mean, um, I don't regret it because obviously this had some massive closure uh, for me. Just just the, the whole experience of going through that and people, you know, accusing me of this and that and uh well, whatever. Neither here nor there. So he's like, can you just promise me one thing? I said, yeah, officer, of course. You know, professional courtesy. I was a cop once, too. He said, bro, just just don't go up there. I said, you know what, dude? I'm not going to. Squash it. It's all good. So he, he dropped it. We squashed it. And uh, and that was that. So that was my second my second lesson for this week. Uh, the first one was, you know, do will. Get, get your will and testament all squared away. And uh, number two, uh, leave dead horses where they lay. Maybe you, you may be thinking about, hmm, I wonder what's going on over there. Don't go over there and check it out. Leave it alone. It's, li- it's, it's gone on without you. It's, it's alive without you, and it's moved on without you. But you going there actually since everything back in time, and, and you're both going to be hurt because of it. So leave dead horses where they lay. Uh, my third lesson for the weekend is the how. What do I mean by that? Have any of you ever given advice? Uh, have you given advice to a friend, a loved one, a coworker, a neighbor, a neighbor's kid, um, your kids? Uh, have you ever seen something and you're like, you know, that's not the best way to go about it? Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and give advice, right, and tell you how to go about it. And you give advice, and then they do the head nod and the yeah, 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 mm-hmm, yeah, I got it, yeah, and you got it, yep, good, all right, great, and you take off, go about your day, and then they go back to doing exactly, <laughs> exactly what the hell they were doing in the beginning with. So. You know, when giving advice, I've noticed in my 40 long years of life that in giving advice, we always, want to, we always want to tell them what to do, right? We want to tell them what to do, but we never tell them how to do it. Um, I did my radio show today, and we kind of dug into that with, a, with, with this doctor. Uh, she was a lieutenant colonel in the, in the United States Air Force, Dr. Uh, McCauley. And she, she does these TED Talks now. She gives all these seminars, you know, these mindfulness, super awesome mindfulness um, uh, workshops and and all this advice, you know, and then I hit her with the how. Uh, she was telling us all what she does, and I said, well, how do you do it? And she's like, hmm, well, that's very interesting. <laughs> and I called her out on error, I guess, live, live in, in, in living color. Uh, but then she, she sort of got reassessed and got grounded, and then she started explaining to us how she goes about putting on these seminars and how she presents the what to do. You know, I was very impressed by that, super impressed, uh, which made me want to kind of bring this up in tonight's podcast which was the how, right? How we go about doing things. Um, you know, because each and every one of us, we've all given advice. You know, we always know better, you know, in, in the next person's life than we, than we know better in our own life. And, you know, and that said, um, if you find yourself in a position to where you are giving advice and telling someone what to do um, or how or what you see would be the, the, the proper... Or correct measures to be utilized, or the best course of action um, to address a certain problem or situation. You know the the what to do. Give a lot. Give more consideration, or think a little deeper. Go a little more into the weeds, and think about how they're going to go about doing it. And then don't explain the how, because the explaining the how just kind of goes into the what. You know the best the best example of leadership is leadership by example. Um, so. What, what does that mean? That means, you know, grab them by the hand, whether physically, uh, mentally, um, uh, uh, grab them by the hand and, and show them how they would go about doing that. And then see, watch, and then I would say observe them go about doing that themselves, right? And then turn them loose in the world and let them go about fixing their problem. 
But uh, the lesson there, I believe, uh, w- which I took away from that was, you know, don't don't be so quick to tell somebody what to do, or or or, or what's the best fucking course of action. S- slow a little, slow down a little bit, and start explaining the how. And I'm gonna, I guarantee you, it's gonna be a much more difficult uh, conversation to have, because that conversation will have to inevitably turn into action, and then that action will be the will be leading them to find their solution uh, to whatever the problem may be. So, that's all I got for you this evening, everyone. Uh, it's Jamie Medina. It's March 3rd, 2019, and 22.17 p.m. Uh, we talked about uh, the three lessons that I had this weekend, which was uh, your will, get your will and testament and everything else squared away, and redo it every freaking year. No excuse. Uh, and the second thing is leave dead horses where they lay. I mean, there's no reason drumming up some old shit or, or digging, digging up some old uh, wounds or opening up old scars and, and, you know, going down the what if, uh, the what if or the wonder where they are now or wonder what's happening over there now um, scenarios because if you're not there right now, chances are you don't need to be there right now. You're here right now. You're not over there. Let it go. Let, leave dead horses where they lay. Learn that one big time. <sighs> and the How? If we're all so quick to explaining uh, or giving everybody the best advice, you know, as we see fit and, and the world according to us, and that's great. And we'll get the head nod with the yeah, 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 the drone, you know, syndrome. Um, but, but ask yourself before you explain the what, see if you can explain the how. How would they go about doing it? How would you go about doing that? And take a little more time. Take a little more time explaining the how and maybe a little more action. Um, some people can listen. Some people can learn verbally. Most can learn uh, uh, visually. I say do a combination of both if you truly want to give this person advice and you truly want to see this person succeed, then you're going to invest more in them. Um, you're going to invest more in, in in the outcome of what they produce. Uh, so that's, what, that's all I got for you tonight, guys, on uh, Veterans Voices. And I want you everybody to have a good week, and you'll hear from me again next Sunday. God bless America. Good night. So here's the thing with the, um, you know, all the social media stuff. Um, I have to be honest with you. I started a business with literally nothing. I sold um, just some goods that I had. I sold my Jeep. It was paid off. I had it paid off from a couple of deployments in Afghanistan. I sold, um, gosh, I had some stereo equipment. I sold some guns to a couple of friends. Um, you know, things that kind of some, some sentimental things as well. But I, I sold those too. And I came up with about about 17 grand altogether. And I took that 17,000. <clears throat> and just rolled it right into what I had to do, right? I had to go to LegalZoom, and I had to fill out um, some paperwork, make them my registered agent. Well, what does reg- registered agent mean? Okay, I got to look that up, too. So, like, I'm filling out the, the application on how to apply for a corporation in um, in California, right? And the whole time, uh, on one screen, the other screen, I'm looking up all the words that I'm reading. Okay, I don't understand what that means. I don't understand what that means. But whatever, I looked it up, but I understood it, and somebody still didn't understand, so I still kept searching, researching until I, until I got to know it, right? So I did my, I guess that's called your due diligence, right? Doing your homework. Um, I I probably could have used some of that money to pay a lawyer or pay somebody else to do it for me, but I thought it was best that uh, I knew everything about the company that I was starting from A to Z, Right. I had to know, especially if it was going to have my name attached to it in my company. I had to know. <clears throat> so I did. And, and then and then I said, okay, now what? Now what? How do I get the name out there? How do I brand or have a network or mixer or I don't, I don't freaking know. Uh, so then I started, okay, looking at it strategically, right? Because I have a strategic mindset. Um, 
who out there uh, uh, is doing what, what I would like to do? Um, where are they failing? How, how can I do 10 times better? And then um, I looked at about a couple different uh, businesses that were similar to what where I wanted to go with it. And then I, you know, like Picasso said, right? Um, uh, the good artists create, the great ones steal. So I stole what, what I thought was best practices they were utilizing. And I made them better. I made them 100 times better. And then, um, then I kind of took an offshoot with, with my with my business. I mean, and then it ended up being becoming a nonprofit of all damn things. Let me tell you, don't ever start a nonprofit first. I must be dyslexic or something, but um, I started the nonprofit first. But but I knew that there was a problem that needed to be addressed. And it wasn't being addressed. Uh, it was only being addressed from you know 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Well. In a perfect world, uh, I guess that's when people have problems, but uh, in real, in the real world, I mean, it's going to be like Saturday at 2 a.m. or Sunday at 7 a.m. or, you know, uh, Tuesday at <laughs> whatever. I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? I mean, I mean, we're all different. We all have a crisis at certain times. So, but some of these organizations out there, um, yeah, don't call me after, don't call me after four. Well, I didn't like that. That, that didn't make sense to me, right? It just didn't make sense to me. So I took that that concept. And I said, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do more. We'll be more. And, and we are more and, and we're doing more and we save more, we help more. And all these organizations that I, um, you know, pretty much just wanted to kick to the curb and, and be like, well, we do away with them now. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I made healthy partnerships and relationships, relationships with them. That was more of a, I don't know. It was more of a kind of a underhanded stick it to you, you know, kind of feeling that I had in the beginning, but everybody has their, everybody's needed you know um there's organizations out there like bring awareness and awareness like awareness you, you, you say the word the, the a word in my office and you'll probably get a bunch of things thrown at you um we don't deal in awareness you know we we deal in solving what we're all what, what we are already aware of i noticed uh it's sort of becoming the trend now too so I, if we set that trend good that means more problems are actually going to get solved um i I really, really enjoy that. I really enjoy seeing things get solved. And, and I know that we've um, also, the chain reaction, uh, you know, of, of um, what we've done, other nonprofits and other organizations popped up to kind of fill the niche on little things that we were, we were tapping into. Um, and then I encourage them to help them and partner with them as well. Um, but that's all, that's all right there, you know, right there in your own backyard, in your own home, in your own backyard, in your own community. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't... All I have is personally for social media branding or whatever you want, whatever, um, for the catchphrases this week or the bumper sticker, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, yes, you're going to hear people are probably going to refer to me as crazy or I just don't know. Maybe I'm doing things the old way. No, I'm not. Um, I'm doing things the real way because uh, think about it, you know, and I've done my homework. I've done my due diligence once again. I'm like, okay, so you're going to tell me like Elon Musk or, you know, uh, all these uh, titans who own all these, you know, uh, corporations and um, uh, whether it's social media, whatever, like <laughs> people that helped them were family connections. It was who they knew, right? Who they knew, who knew their work ethic, who knew them personally, and it just grew from there and it grew from there and grew from there. And uh, seeing what we've been able to uh, do in three years, same thing. I, I mean, in the beginning, you know, I was all about, oh, let's get every social media thing you can think of. Let's get an Instagram and a Twitter and a this and a that and get the word out there. Get the word out there. Get the, you know, that's not really getting the word out there. It's, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's empty. The word's out there and then it disappears just as fast as you get it out there. But something tangible, something real, uh, time-tested business practices. Uh, I, I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, to have a king, a king in my family growing up. And that was my Uncle Earl, Earl Blinko. That was my grandma's brother. He created a trucking a national trucking empire. I mean, knew every president from, you know, Nixon down to Reagan. I mean, Christmas cards he would get from President Reagan and Nancy, you know. And and this is a guy who took a 
personal interest in uh, in, in his company and his employees and his family. I mean, he was involved in everything. He knew everything. He would walk the truck yards. I mean, and grew and grew and grew. And it was that personal relationship. And it's still true for today. I believe it's still true for today. You know, you can have your online businesses. You can have your online uh, stuff. You know, to to reach more um, uh, reach more, more more customers or 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 uh, forge new partnerships or or whatever. But I personally think it's a waste of time. I think it's a waste of time. It's good to feed the ego and it's good to be, you know, the, the flashy new thing. But literally I, I like, I like having Facebook, but we never needed it. I, the Instagram, who knows what happened to that one. Twitter. I I, I know we have a Twitter. I, I don't know who, who has access to it or what. And I don't care. I don't care. It is not an actual real necessity that we need, uh, uh, that any of us need for our companies. You build your company and you get your local support. After you, after you got the local support, then you reach out. You reach a tentacle out a little further, maybe to the next town or the next town, or you know, try and get regional support. I mean, yeah, there, there are those stories. There are those stories of the of the overnight. You know, oh, I got in charge. I got in touch. Here I am living in um, you know New Jersey, and I got in touch with somebody in Australia, and they happened to love my cookies. And then Australia started selling my cookies all over Hong Kong and Japan. I mean, yes, there are those stories, but very few and far between. <laughs> I mean, who knows what they're even real to begin with? Who cares? And who cares if they're real? What are you really doing? You know, I know what I'm really doing. Jesus Christ, it's it's a pride-swallowing siege. But now, now, because of the hard work and because we proved ourselves and because our you, you, you can't even you can't even compare you can't even compare uh, us to really anybody out there. Um, and I think it's because I have that old school way about me and I have those older influences uh they're gone now rest in peace but I was able to see that and when I kind of went off the rails and did look at everybody else does oh I'm an entrepreneur I'm an entrepreneur and I'm you know I'm gonna do my marketing and I'm gonna do my branding and I'm reaching out to somebody in Florida you know who has (laughs) talk about a complete waste of absolute time that was for me to do but I learned. I learned that it was a waste of time. And it's still, still, you know, I still get people jumping on. Oh, you know, what's your social media presence? I don't give a shit. Who cares? It's. I know we have one. I don't really put too much valid in, um, anything into that. And we have taken off. We've skyrocketed. Taken off. I don't. I hope. I hope nobody listens to this. I really hope nobody listens to this and nobody takes the heart. I hope. I hope I get criticized. I hope people argue with me because st- I want. I need you and I want you to stay distracted because the, the playing field is wide open, man. I'm scoring touchdowns all day long. The court is wide open. I'm sinking three-pointers all night long. No, I have no competition. Zero. None. Everybody's too worried about their meme or their hashtag. Or I still don't even know what hashtag is. Don't care. But in three years, we've managed to turn this into a national uh, movement uh, along with this being our third year. We're going national. We're going to open chapters in different uh, different states. Um, and we're solving problems. UC, school, UC Berkeley School of Public Policy says that we have a 97% success rate. Have you ever heard of something like that? I haven't. And you could, no kidding, put a finger on the people that we have helped. You could look at them right in their face. You can because they now work for us and with us. Our whole concept is turning clients into counselors. And that's fixed. Fixed works. <laughs>